AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to Comedy Central. Facial recognition software is the newest way to unlock your phone, tag your friends, or create Snapchat nightmares. But there's one aspect of facial recognition that still needs some work. Is facial recognition technology biased? A researcher at MIT found that the technology works best for white men. Users with darker complexions saw more instances of being misidentified. I found that the training data that's being used for facial recognition isn't as representative of the variety of human skin tones and facial structures. Many facial recognition systems use the same data sets. If those sets contain mostly white faces, all the products that use that data can inherit those same biases. I was struggling to have my face detected and pulled out a white mask, and the white mask was easier to detect than my face. Yeah, so basically if black people want AI to see them, they just have to be stalking a slumber party or haunting a hop- an opera house. It works. <laughs> works out. For more about the blind spots of facial recognition is our technology expert, Dulce Sloan, everybody. <laughs> Dulce. Help me out here. Like, do we have to worry uh, about racist machines now? Trevor, don't be so quick to pass judgment on these robots. They're just out there doing their best. Is it such a big deal if they can't recognize black people? It's not like I can recognize any of their robot asses either. (laughs) And remember, the robots aren't racist on purpose. It's not like they're out there shouting the N-word in binary code. (laughs) Or putting up statues of Robo E. Lee. That South ain't rising again. (laughs) No, the problem is there's not enough black people in Silicon Valley. So the first time robots see a black person, they malfunction like an Amish dude in Times Square. (laughs) And it's not just that machines don't recognize black faces. Sometimes they don't recognize black anything. Have you seen this video on YouTube? Black hand, nothing. Larry, go. Black hand, nothing. Larry, go. <laughs> Racist mother sinks. You see that? Put robots in charge of the bathroom and they make it whites only again. Well, I, I have no idea there are soap dispensers that don't see black people. How'd they even get the little taxi driver inside of there? 
affect me, I take lifts. Listen. <laughs> but Trevor, I'm trying to look on the bright side. See, someday the robots are going to take over the world. I'm, I'm waiting for the bright side. Think about it. They can't kill us if they can't see us. <laughs> Black people are gonna be the only survivors, Trevor. Listen, I've had a vision of the robot apocalypse, and it doesn't look too bad for us. Ooh, good shot, Laser Tron. Who said that? Uh, it was Chad. Must kill Chad. Look at that fine robot ass. Tonight, senior tech correspondent Ronnie Chang investigates the latest advances in artificial intelligence for today's Future Now. Thanks, Trevor. Artificial intelligence. Someday, it may allow computers to cure illnesses, combat climate change, or even win The Bachelor. <laughs> she can do everything but get in the hot tub. But right now, this is what AI is up to. Now, a battle of man versus machine is about to get underway. Yi Sedol from South Korea is the dominant figure in the ancient Chinese game of Go. His opponent, in a best-of-five tournament worth more than a million dollars, is AlphaGo, an artificial intelligence system developed by the Google project named DeepMind. That's right. Google could have made a computer called Alpha Cancer, but hey, let's, let's focus on the world's 600th most popular board game instead. The ancient Chinese game has long been considered too complex for computers to master. There are more possible moves in Go than atoms in the universe. The world Go champion Lee said all he lost. The fifth and final game today, leaving the final score at 4-1 in favor of the machine. Yeah, welcome to my world, Lisa Doll. I lose the computer every time I play anything, all right? StarCraft, FIFA 16, even Tinder, all right? Man, that game is hard, all right? I can never get to the next level. Now, of course, some people are concerned about computers overthrowing us, and if that's the case, there are things we can do to slow down the advances, all right? Like, for example, why are we teaching computers games like Go and chess that are all about war strategy? Huh? Can we teach them something harmless, like Uno or Hungry Hungry Hippos? Yeah, so even if they go rogue, they're just feeding more hippos, all right? I'm sure that's good for the environment or something. But the reality is these computers aren't getting more dangerous, they're just becoming more human. To be good at this 2,500-year-old game, you need to have intuition, a characteristic that we used to think was uniquely human. That's right, computers are learning human intuition. And as they evolve, it's clear they're picking up other human characteristics as well. Like humans, as computers become smarter, they're also getting lazier. I mean, just take a look at AlphaGo. He didn't even move his own pieces. He has some guy just moving the pieces for him. <laughs> this is great news for us humans, okay? Because these machines are still gonna need us humans to do all the work that's beneath them. Oh, come on, R Ronnie, Ronnie, are you telling me that the smarter robots get, the lazier they'll become? Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you, all right? You don't believe me? Hey, check out Google's latest AI prototype, Alpha Bro. Hey, bring it in, fellas. <laughs> this right here is the most advanced AI ever created, all right? I'm talking state of the art. This thing finds prime numbers. It ponders the concept of infinity. But most impressive is what a lazy asshole this thing is. <laughs> all right, for example, <clears throat> Alpha Bro. 
Uh, would you like to play a game of Go? Eat me. Why don't you make yourself useful and grab me a beer? Okay, I can get you a beer, but a please would be nice. Please get me a beer, you little bitch. What the hell, man? You know computers are supposed to make our lives easier? I am making life easier for myself. Now take me outside. My Uber's waiting. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back on Dealing Together where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Meet Josh Browder. I'm trying to replace the $200 billion legal industry with artificial intelligence. He invented this lawyer murdering robot, Do Not Pay. It can test parking tickets and has saved people millions in fines and legal fees. But why is he trying to put hardworking, money-grubbing lawyers like me out of business? What do you have against lawyers? I don't have anything against lawyers. I just think that so many people need access to justice and they're getting ripped off and making it free for them is popular. Did you go to law school? I did not. No, you did not. That's what the law is. The law is about the person with the most money and resources winning. You are totally disrupting that. I think we can agree on that. Okay, so how does this thing even work? So just like a real human lawyer, you go to it, type in whatever your legal problem is, it gives you a legal document for free in under 30 seconds. And it's not just parking tickets. This AI lawyer has already helped people sue Equifax without paying a lawyer anything. Oh, so with this thing, everyone can just sue everyone? I, I mean, that's not what it was intended. Oh wow, look at this. I just sued you for emotional distress for devaluing my degree and my profession. Oh, I just sued you for that terrible shirt and soup combo. Oh, I just sued you for impersonating John Oliver. How'd you like that? I, I, I mean, I, I'm personally offended, but 
I stand by my software. A human lawyer is great, but they're just so emotional. Too emotional. I was making a great case against AI lawyers, using my human skills of legal persuasion. But what if robot lawyers were just the beginning? What if AI is taking over the entire legal system? Legal tech expert Tim Huang. Increasingly, we're seeing uh, the use of these automated systems even in the application of law. Um, judges, for example, are now using algorithms to assess whether or not people should be released pre-trial. Okay, wait, hang on. Robots are already judging humans. Uh, oh yeah, in many states around the country already. Oh my God, he's right. Robot judges are already performing pre-trial risk assessment helping human judges determine bail or if a person should be detained. And over a million criminal cases have been processed using these systems. So what are the benefits of having machines in the judiciary? Well, so some people say that these algorithms will be sort of free of bias in the way that judges uh, are not. I don't know about you, but I would rather be over by a human than a machine any day of the week. Unless it's a, one of those hyper-realistic sex robots. Obviously, those things are like, whew. I'm told that when you feel them, it feels like the real. Uh, I think that's a whole nother issue. I I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this, this yeah, just... But even this sex bot addict concedes that AI judges aren't perfect. A great study out of ProPublica a few years back looked at um, the specific case of a pretrial risk assessment system. And they were able to find that it was actually quite racist, that actually black defendants who are not likely to commit crimes in the future had substantially higher risk ratings. What you're saying, these judging machines were racist? Yeah, that's, that's what it looks like in this case. Oh, so that means the system works then? Mm, I don't know about that. It's great. I, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> But increasingly, we're seeing robots implemented all across legal practice. It's just so ridiculous. Where does it end? Eventually, you're going to see machines judging humans. A lot of the systems we're seeing are not that advanced. That's exactly what's going to happen. Robot lawyers? Robot judges? What's life going to be like in this soulless new legal world? Will no one stand to defend humans in law? Your Honor. Members of a jury. This is about the essence of humanity itself. Because unlike that thing, I went to law school. Taught by humans. I spent countless sleepless nights reading, writing, pondering shit, taking drugs, orally and anally. All things artificial intelligence can't do. And quite frankly, I'm sensing a lot of bias in this courtroom. Watch yourself, counselor. Don't you think human emotion is necessary in the law? You want answers? I want the data. You can't handle the data. Alexa, play dramatic music. Son, we live in a world with laws. And those laws are better applied by machines with logic. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. Alexa, turn off. Nice try, asshole. In the case of Ronnie Chang versus legal robots, I sentence Ronnie Chang to death. Just kidding, but I rule in favor of the robots. I'm going to sue all these robots. Since taking this job, I've been on a steady diet of news, journalism, and rotting three-week-old spinach. So far, the spinach has been the easiest part. But is there any way to improve our quality of reporting? Hassan Minaj checked in on some recent advances. This is the golden age of journalism. Today's reporters know that personality matters more than training, and that facts shouldn't get in the way of a good story. 
But now, these superhero journalists are at risk of being replaced. New York Times columnist Barbara Ehrenreich. There is a threat of robots doing our work. Robots? Robots. Journalism done by robots. That's right. Ehrenreich is saying our newsrooms will soon look like this. No, we're talking about algorithms. They're software. So, for example, you want to write an article on a topic, you send out the algorithms to search for everything that has been said about that, okay. synthesize it, and turn out a unacceptable article. They can't do what I do. I mean, they will do and can do our work. Prepare to be unemployed, Hassan. Then it hit me. This lady's nuts. I spend my nights down in cocktails with the Washington elite. I'm verified on Twitter, and I've even got Wolf Blitzer on speed dial, okay? There is no way a reputable news organization is going to replace someone like me with a machine. Associated Press Managing Editor Lou Ferrara. We already use automation technology to automate the writing of some articles. What? It's true. I'm actually embracing it. They are, but it turns out these robo-articles are littered with completely useless facts and information. Pure gibberish like, shares have decreased 6% and new car sales have been strong this year. A bunch of garbage. Where's the spin? There isn't spin. What about the snark? No snark. What about the bias? No bias. Where's the fear-mongering? None of that. And there's no mistakes? No. Then where's the journalism? Yeah, I don't see that as part of the journalism. But journalists do that. I don't think most journalists are doing that. Certainly not at the AP. That's not the goal. Not the goal? Lou, you're forgetting the cornerstones of modern journalism. Cable news has shown the value of bending the facts to fit your beliefs. All this snow and still cries over global warming. Brian Williams has demonstrated the importance of self-aggrandizement. The helicopter we were traveling in was hit by an RPG. And the AP itself has taught us, get the story out quickly and check the facts later. The AP reported that millionaire Robert Durst had been booked on weapons charges in Louisiana, but mixed up Robert Durst, the murderer, with Fred Durst, the musician from the 90s. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable, and it wasn't a good thing. A robot could never look at a 70-year-old murderer and go, you know what that reminds me of? The guy with bleached hair and puka shells from the early 90s. I mean, that left, that's mwah. I mean, that is human stupidity at its finest. That was a mistake we regret, and um, mistakes are gonna happen. No way! That went crazy viral, crazy viral. It did. And that wasn't even your best work. In 2014, the AP in a rush was the first to tweet, breaking, Dutch military plane carrying bodies from Malaysia Airlines Flight 17 crash lands in Eindhoven. Nine minutes later, clarifies, Dutch military plane carrying Malaysia Airlines bodies lands in Eindhoven. In nine minutes, Lou, do you see the brilliance? You guys were the first to report that the plane had crashed, poof, retweet city, and the first to report that the plane hadn't crashed, poof, retweet city. In the words of Denzel Washington, my man, it was unintended, especially on such a horrible situation. Lou, you guys Tupac hologram that situation. You faked your death and you came back as a hologram later. And both of them were equally great. That wasn't our goal. I'd never Tupac hologram anything and don't intend to. Until these robo-reporters learn the value of page views, bias, and straight-up lying, it looks like journalists like me are going to have a job. 
at least for a while. By 2050, um, you're going to have uh, computer algorithms reproduce my tone, my snark, whatever. So you're telling me a robot could write this headline, 21 pictures of side boobs that'll get your rock hard. Yes, it would draw very, uh, you know, various um, approximations till they get the perfectly disgusting one. Which, of course, you came right to yourself. I did, Barbara. All in a day's work. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Mira Morazzi, welcome to The Daily Show. Thank you for having me. Um, so many people have seen the images that Dali creates. Many people may even think they understand it, but, but let's, let's get into it. Like, how does an AI create an image? Because it's not copying the image. It, it, it's not, right, you know, yeah. taking from something else. It is creating an image from nothing. How is it doing this? Exactly. It's, it's an original image, never seen before. And, um, you know, we have been making images since the beginning of time. And we simply took a great deal of these images and we fed them into this AI system. Um, and it learned this relationship between the description of the image and the image itself. Right. Um, it learned these patterns. And um, eventually, it was generating images that were original, they were not copies of what it had seen before. and basically, the way that it learns, the, the magic is just understanding the patterns and analyzing the patterns between a lot of information, um, a lot of training data that mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. have fed into the system. There are people who are terrified about this. I mean, for instance, there was an art competition, 
and the winner in the art competition mm. used yes. a version of this kind of software, whether mm -hmm. it was Dali or not, I don't remember, but they used a version of this kind of software to create an art piece that won the competition. Artists were livid, you know, they were like, well, this is not <laughs> art, it was created by, and the artist said, no, the same way you use a brush, mm. I, I use a computer and that's how I, I designed this. Right. In, in, in creating yeah. AI, are you constantly grappling with how it will affect people's jobs and what people even consider a job? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. It's, um, you know, the technology that we're building has such a huge effect on society, but also the society can and should shape it. And there are a ton of questions that we're wrestling with every day. Um, with, with the technologies that we have today, like GPT-3 and DALI, um, we, we see them as tools, so an extension of our creativity or our writing abilities, it's a tool. And right. you know, there isn't anything particularly new about having a human helper. Right, um, right. You know, even the ancient Greeks had this concept of human helpers, uh, you know, <laughs> that when you'd give something, uh, you know, infinite powers of knowledge or yes, strength yes. or so on, um, maybe you had to be wary of the vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. And so these concepts of extending the human ability and also being aware of the vulnerabilities are timeless. And um, in a sense, we are continuing this conversation by building um, AI technologies today. Um, well, it might, it might be frightening because some people go, oh, the, the world is going to end because right. of this technology. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's very fun. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> no, because, like, you know, Dali, for instance, doesn't just um, create an image from text. You know, you, you've, you've also gotten it to the point now where, as, as a company, you've designed it so that it can imagine what an image would be. So, for instance, there's, there's, that, there's that famous image, you know, it's, uh, it's the girl with the pearl earring. Right, And yes. it's, a, it's a famous image, right? But what Dali can do is you've got the famous image, and then Dali can expand that. That, all of the, everything you're seeing there never existed. So Dali's like, well, this is what I think it would look like if there was more to this image. It can, it can assume, it can create, it can, it can yes. inspire. Yes, it can inspire. And it makes this beautiful, sometimes touching, sometimes funny mm -hmm. images. And it's really just an extension of your imagination. There isn't even a canvas or the boundaries of uh, uh, paper are not there anymore. So, you so can how just do extend you, it. how do you safeguard then? You know, someone yes. might look at this technology and go, well, then you know, you could type in a politician was caught doing something mm. here. Now I've got the image, you know, you, you've got, and now yeah. all the politicians can say, oh, that's not, that's not me. It was made by that fake program. It, we, we can very quickly find ourselves in a world where nothing is real mm. and everything that's real isn't and we question it. How do you prevent or can you even prevent that completely? Yeah, you know, misinformation and uh, societal impact of our technologies, these are very important and difficult questions. And um, I think it's very important to be able to bring the public along, bring these technologies in the public consciousness, but in a way that's responsible mm -hmm, and safe. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have chosen to make uh, DALI available, but with certain guardrails and with certain constraints um, because we do want people to understand what AI is capable of right, right. and we want people in various fields to think about uh, what it means um, but right now you know we don't feel very comfortable around the mitigations um, on, on misinformation and yeah. so we do have some guardrails for example we do not allow a generation of public figures so we will go in the data set and we will eliminate certain oh, so if, data. Yeah, so if you type something 
something in, you can't pull up, a, it can't create a politician for you. It won't be a that's picture right. of that yes. person. Huh. So, so that's, that's the first step at the training of the model itself, just looking at the data and auditing it, making interventions in the data sets uh, to avoid certain outcomes. And then later in the deployment stage, we will look at uh, filters, applying filters, so that when you put in a prompt, it won't generate things that contain violence or hate um, and make it more in line with our content policy. Wow. So, so let me ask you this then. You know, obviously part of your team has to think about the ethical ramifications right. of the technology that you're creating. Do your team also then think about the greater meaning of, of work or, or, or life or the purpose that humans have? Because, you know, most of us define ourselves by what we do, i.e. our jobs. As AI slowly takes away what people's jobs are, we'll find a growing class of people who don't have that same purpose anymore. Do you then also have to think about that and wonder, like, what does it mean to be human if it's not my job? And can you tell me what that is? <laughs> you know, we, we have uh, philosophers and ethicists at OpenAI, and, but I, I really think these are big societal questions mm -hmm. that, um, you know, shouldn't even be in the hands of technologists alone. We're certainly thinking like about them. And uh, I, you know, the, the tools that we see today, they're not the tools that are automating certain aspects of our jobs. They're really um, tools extending yes. our capabilities, our inherent abilities and making them far better. Um, but it could be that in the far future, you know, we have these systems that, um, can automate a lot of um, a lot of different jobs. I mm -hmm. do think that, as with other um, revolutions that we've, we've we've gone through, there will be new jobs, and um, cho some jobs will be lost, some jobs will will um, be new, and right. there will be some retraining required as well. But I'm optimistic. It's it's uh, it's interesting. It's scary because change always is. But as, you know, as, as long as we have, bless you, as long as we have. <laughs> Um, as long as we have koalas riding bicycles, I think, um, I think we're headed in the right direction. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Explore more shows from The Daily Show Podcast Universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central Podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.